It's time to worship our beautiful God. Amen. We bless your name, Lord. Thank you for who you are and all you've done for us. Hallelujah. Your love for me won't change. Even when I hold back, even when I'm hiding, you cover me with grace. Even in my failure, even in my striving, you cross the distances. Crucified, are you 
Forgive our sins. Thank you, Lord. today. There is a lot going on, and I'm so thankful that our God is a big God, and He is our Savior, our healer. He is just everything that we need. Amen.
You're my Savior. You've sanctified me. You've justified me. You've healed me. You've rescued me. You've helped me. He does that for all of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are beautiful, Lord. You are beautiful, Lord. Mm -hmm. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There's power. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. In the name of Jesus, to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, and all sufficient sacrifice so freely given. Such a price, but a redemption, heaven's gates swing wide. There's power, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Take it up. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Say it again. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. One more time. To break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, 
you are doing right now. You are a good God and you are all powerful and we love you and we bless you and we're so grateful to have you in our lives, your protection over our lives. You are awesome and you are beautiful, Lord. And I thank you and I praise your holy name. Amen and amen. Give him another shout. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. You are beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow, it's raining outside. I didn't know it was going to rain. I left my dog out. I'm going to have mud in my house. There's power in the name of Jesus. It's going to believe it's not going to get mud in my house. There really is power in the name of Jesus. Sometimes Amen. we don't live that way, though. We live like we're, we have no power. And just demons quake at just the mention of his name. That's right. You know, we need to use our power more. Amen. You know, it's like having an air conditioning and sitting in the heat with a fan. Why would you do that? Well, a couple of announcements. We have a special call business meeting this Sunday night at 6 p.m. Please be here. It's very important. Amen. You're going to do something very important. I'm not going to tell you. you got to come find out. Also, there are lots of ways to give. You can give tonight in the service. You can give out in the foyer at our kiosk. You can give on our website, pca.com. You can give on our app. Please download that app. You need it for lots of different things. And also, you can text PCA Church to 1-844-390-2401. Gentlemen, if you will come. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the power that we have in you. Lord, forgive us for not living our life like we have that power. Forgive us, Lord, for living in fear and not giving you the grace and the power to live in us, Father. And Lord, I ask that you would bless this offering tonight, that you would meet every need, that you would multiply it, and that you'd give it back to the giver, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And Lord, I pray a special anointing on my husband tonight. Lord, give him a double portion. Bless every heart, mind, and soul that's going to receive your word through him, that their lives might be changed for a positive for eternity. We so give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. How many people here tonight are excited about life. Amen. Well, I mean, the rest of you, just keep breathing. Hopefully you'll get there. Then I'm excited about life, aren't you? Jesus Christ came to give us life. And he came to give it to us in abundance. Man, I hope you're excited about life. If you're not excited about life, before you leave here tonight, you will be excited about life. Man, I love life. I love everything that I do in life. I love being alive. Man, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, I was once dead in all my sins. I knew what that was like. But now I'm alive in Christ. And man, that is the best thing you can ever have in your life. So stand with me tonight. Get your Bibles. Get your sword. Get your spirit ready. Repeat this after me. Thy word word is a lamp lamp unto my feet. feet. Thy Thy word is a light. And to my path, thy word will I hide in my heart 
that I might not sin against thee. Lord, help me every day to read thy word. Lord, help me every day to live thy word. I love thy word. I love living. Amen. God bless you. you may be seated. Sometimes you need to persuade yourself that you love living. Then I tell you what, you need to tell your face. Yeah, tell your face. I like being alive. People watch, you know, and sometimes the only thing they see is your face. They don't get to hear what you say. And we got to say it with our faces. I love living. I love being alive. Now, I know it's Wednesday night, and I know you're tired. I know you're weary. I know you're worn out. I know you're heavy burdened. Uh, but we're going to make all those things light before you leave here tonight. Amen? So the title of uh, my message tonight is this, Victim or Victor? It's your choice. It's my choice. All of us have situations in life that are not our fault. Not our fault. We had nothing to do with some of our situations in life. We had nothing to do with it. I did not have a choice when I was born. I didn't have anything to do with that. I didn't have a choice as to my parents. I didn't get to go, I think I'll take those parents. I didn't get a choice in that. I did not get a choice in the color of my skin. I didn't get a choice in that. I did not get a choice in my socioeconomic state. I didn't get a choice. I was born into the family I was born into. I didn't have a choice about that. I did not get a choice about my body type. I would have chosen a different one had it been me. Yeah. Anybody with an amen on that one? Amen. amen. Hallelujah. I understand there are situations in our life that we deal with that have nothing to do with being our fault and our choice. I want to get that as a foundation for tonight. All of us are in situations in life sometimes that we did not create. Not our fault, not our choice. I am not talking about those situations tonight. If you're in situations that are not your choice, not your fault, that's something I'm not talking about tonight. What I am talking about tonight are situations that are our fault, that are our choice. Because all of us tonight can sit here because of our choices, maybe because of someone else's choice, we can all be a victim, every one of us. And if you want to play the victim card, man, I'll join you after church because I got more than you got. I'll win. All of us think that, right? Nobody can beat me when it comes to being a victim. You don't know what I've been through. Yeah. Well, we have all can be victims if we choose to be. Or you have a choice to be a victor. It's your choice. You may go, Pastor, wait a minute. Wait, you don't understand. No, I understand. I'm not talking about the things that are not your choice and not your fault. I'm talking about the things that are your choice and are your fault. And sometimes you're in the situation, it's because of you. Can we just be honest about that? Sometimes we create our own situations. We create our own bad places. And we need to open up to that. And if we can't open up to that, then we've got real problems. Because if you can't ever admit it, you'll never be able to... Get it fixed. You won't be able to quit. You'll be right there. We've all got just situations that sometimes are our fault. So what do we do with those faults? What do we do with our situations? Proverbs 12, 25 says this. Anxiety weighs down the heart. But a kind word cheers it up. So your choice. You're going to let anxiety wear you down? Are you going to find a kind word and cheer yourself up? David said one time, he said, I had to encourage myself in the Lord. You know why? No one else was around. Sometimes the pastor's not there. Sometimes it's the pastor that causes you anxiety. I don't know. Sometimes your friends aren't there, but they're the ones cause. Sometimes you've just got to get a kind word to yourself and cheer yourself up. Because no one else is going to do it. Proverbs 15, 13 through 15 says this. A happy heart, I told you a while ago, let your face know you like living because a happy heart makes the face cheerful. Yeah, right? But a heartache 
crushes the spirits. Yeah. The discerning heart seeks knowledge, but the mouth of a fool feeds on folly. We got choices to make. All the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. Sometimes we get into places that are filled with oppression. Sometimes we get into places to where we get crushed. Sometimes we get into places to where we have all these things in the world coming against us. But we have a choice. We can find a kind word. We can have a cheerful heart and feast in the time when everybody else is having famine. We need to understand we can choose to be victim or we can choose to be a victor. You can walk through life either way. I have found it is easier to walk through life being a victor. It is easier to walk through life with a cheerful face. It is easier to walk through life whenever I lift myself up because I can't depend on anybody else to do it. Have you ever been in a bad mood? You come to church and the pastor preaches on hell. Then I'm coming to church today because I need somebody to, to make me feel better. The Bible says encourage one another, right? Well, you come to church and nobody's encouraging. You come to church, everybody's in a bad mood. The songs are blue. The preacher's like, I'm not really here tonight. I'm just kind of mailing it in because I had a rough day myself and I'm really not in a good mood. Man, wouldn't that be horrible? So what do you do? Go home and be a victim or you go home and be a victor? Sometimes you got to let your face know that you got a happy heart. Happy heart. Look at Proverbs 17, 22. A cheerful heart is good what? Medicine. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones. You ever seen a dried up, bony old Christian? Man. Do anything. Touch them in the least little way and they just break, crumble. Well, I got hurt one time at church, so I'm never going back. Well, how many times did you get hurt at the bar? How many times did you get hurt at work? Are you going back to work? Come on. We get hurt everywhere we go. And if you've got dry, brittle bones, you're going to get hurt even easier. So you've got to do what? Take some medicine. Anybody here taking any medicine? Boy, you people are healthy. i got all kinds of bottles of medicine. You know what happens if I don't take my meds? Then my body gets all messed up. I have acid reflux. I have to take a pill for that. Yeah, Man, I don't want to miss that med because I pay for it if I don't take it. So if we don't take medicine, which is the word of God, guess what? You're going to pay for it. You're going to have dry, brittle bones. Did you know that emotions can cause induced illness? Proven fact by the medical world. Your bad attitude, your bad emotions can cause you to be sick unto death. Yes. Our emotions can cause us to be sick. We can lose our joy, be unhappy, be sad. All my ministry, I've called it this, because our kids watched a show, and I latched onto it as one of the most spiritual shows I've ever seen, called Winnie the Pooh. It's got a character named Eeyore. And Eeyore was always going around. How you doing? Oh, I guess I'm all right. What's the matter? Well... I lost my tail and I can't find it. It's a sunny day, I know, but it'll probably rain. Come on. I've met a bunch of Christians like that. People that God sent his only begotten son to give them life and to give it to them abundantly. And they walk around with an E or face. They walk around. I'm not taking my medicine. I'm not going to read the word of God. You can't cheer me up. You cannot find a word good enough to make me take it. I'm not going to do it. Blah, blah, blah. Man, I just want to get away from those people, don't you? I don't want to be around a bunch of Eeyores. I want to be with somebody who has a happy heart. I want to be around somebody that's going to cheer me up. I want to be around somebody that can make me feel good about my life, to make me look at life with optimism, not pessimism. Well, you just got a stimulus check. Oh, no, I'll probably have to give the tithe to the church. Be glad. I wish everybody put their tithe check in the church for the stimulus checks. Well, don't you? I mean, sometimes we walk around, and God has given us everything we need to live in this life 
It's what the Word of God says. Take your medicine. Everything you need, God has provided for you. And sometimes we are walking around heavy-hearted, burdened down. Pastor, you don't know. Listen, I've been through a lot of bad situations in life. And in those moments, guess what I have to do? Find a good word. Go to the word of God. Find something to hang my hat on, to put under my feet, to hold me up. Why? Because if not, I'm going to get downcast. Like David said four times in Psalms last week, why so downcast on my soul? Put your trust in God. Sometimes we're putting our trust in ourselves. We're putting our trust in other people. We're putting our trust in our jobs. We're putting our trust in government. We're putting our trust everywhere else but in God. No wonder you're downcast. Put your trust in God. 1 Peter 5, 7 says this, Cast all your anxiety on Him, for He cares about you. The problem is we come into the church, we cast all our cares we walk away, but we got a rope tied around our ankle to our cares, and we drag them out with us. Well, I know God's word says nothing is impossible, but you don't understand my situation. I don't need to. God's word says, with man, things are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So we got to leave. We got to cast. We got to get rid of these burdens, all of these anxieties. If not, you're going to have dried up, brittle old bones. You're going to be crushed. You're going to have a heavy, heavy heart. So who is to cast? You and me. God doesn't come and just take them off of us. We have to carry them to him and leave them there. Yes. Proverbs 15, 13. Let me read it again. A happy heart makes the face cheerful. Look at your neighbor. See what kind of heart they got. See, we can do a heart exam here tonight. We don't need all the fancy things that the doctors have. You can just look at somebody's face and see what their heart's doing. Well, I can tell right now you're at about 150 beats per minute. Yeah. I can tell right now you're at three beats per minute. You're about to die. Watch out. You can tell why. Because the face shows what the heart is. A heartache crushes the spirit. The Bible says it can bury your body. Wouldn't it be horrible to die because you had a crushed spirit? It can take your life. I want to make a statement, but I think I have biblical evidence to back it up. You can be as happy as you decide to be. I believe that. I decide if I'm happy or if I'm sad. Well, Pastor, you don't, I'm, I'm talking about situations. Some situations are my fault. I made this situation. I need to figure out how to get out of it. Some of the situations in your life, stop blaming everybody else and just say, hey, it's my fault. It's my fault. For the most part in America, people are not happy. They've done surveys. The average person is not happy. People are not very merry. People can be filled easily with hatred, rage. I mean, this pandemic has taken a toll on Christians. What about those that aren't Christians? Man, they can be filled with envy. They look around and envy somebody else's life. They can look around and be filled with strife and jealousy and, and all these things that come in and the enemy will come in and put all these things and if you're not careful, it'll get in your heart. It'll contort your face and you'll die spiritually. I believe happy hour ought to be at church. I think we ought to come to church and get drunk on the Holy Spirit, don't you? I mean, drunk people are happy for the most part, right? Hey, man, Woo, you sure are pretty. Hey, you're handsome. Hey, let me give you $5. They're generous when they're drunk. Aren't drunks generous for the most part? Now, I had one cousin, when he got drunk, he wanted to fight. But all the rest of the cousins that got drunk, they were happy. Oh, they were happy. And laughing loud. And people say, why do you want to be loud at church? Well, we're drunk on the Holy Spirit. We're happy. Drunks get loud, don't they? You always have to tell them, shh, shh, Oh, come on. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Happy hour ought to be good because a happy heart is good medicine for your body and your mind. Yeah. 
When Jesus was born, what did they say? Joy to the world, the Lord has come. They were singing, they were excited, they were happy. So at the birth of Christ, they were singing. In Revelation, how does all of this wrap up? The Bible says the redeemed will sing a song that only the redeemed can sing. Hallelujah. And we're going to be happy, we're going to be excited, we're going to be loud. But people say, oh, I'll be happy then. No, you won't. If you can't be happy now, you won't be happy then. Happy songs. Songs filled with joy, hope, peace. John 15, 9 through 11 says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. You know, you are loved by God. The same way he loved Jesus, he loves you. And Jesus loves you the same way he loves the Father. He says, now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept you, uh, my Father's commands remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy, whose joy? Jesus' joy, may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So a happy heart is not dependent upon circumstances. It's dependent upon how much of Jesus do you have inside of you. How much are you remaining in him and he is remaining in you? John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have what? Peace. Well, I'm filled with such anxiety. Listen, things give me anxiety too. I'm not sitting here going, I don't have anxiety. But when I get anxiety, I cast it to the Lord. And say, God, it's not mine, it's yours. I begin to encourage myself. God, you are faithful. You will never leave me nor forsake me. You have made me more than a conqueror. I am not a victim. I am a victor. I am redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I am not my own. You bought me with a price. You wrote my name in the Lamb's book of life, and no man can take it out. And then I got to tell you, that, that old sick, sad, dried up bones all of a sudden says, wait a minute, there's a spirit that comes in and even makes the dry bones into an army of God. Man. One pastor said, my church is so dead. I was like, good. The only way to go is up. Man, if they're all dead, they're going to come alive one day and rattle throughout the church. It's going to be exciting when the church gets on fire for God. The worst thing is people who are not hot or cold. It's the ones that are lukewarm. And God said, I'm going to get you out of my mouth. I don't want any part of it. He said, take these things so that you have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Guaranteed. Isn't that good news? That's just the way it is. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. And the King James says, be of good cheer. Why? I have overcome the world. And if I have overcome the world, guess what you're going to do? Overcome the world. Can you get away from trouble? Absolutely not. Not in this world. You can make every choice right, you can make every decision right, and you are still going to be guaranteed trouble. Let me show you this. 100%, I guarantee it, I know it before I ask. How many of you have lived as long as you have lived and you've never had one moment of trouble? Raise your hand. See? Everybody in here has trouble. Everybody watching on live stream has trouble. No one can raise their hand. But take heart. Be of good cheer. In the middle of my trouble? Absolutely in the middle of your trouble. Man, absolutely. Hebrews 12, 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him. Get this. The joy set before him, he endured the cross. What? The cross is right there, and he says, I got joy. What? They are beating him with the cross on his back, and he's got joy. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. If Jesus can endure the cross with joy, how much, anybody here been crucified this week, literally? I mean, your friends may have crucified, you may have a word, but no, we should have joy that's unspeakable and full of glory, and our face. Needs to show it. He endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Whew, that's where he's at right now. And guess what? He's happy. He endured it. He made it. He's happy, and he's waiting for the Father to go, Hey, Jesus, go get your bride. 
And while he's waiting, he's praying right now for every one of you. He's interceding for you. That means he never stopped praying for you. Why? Because he loves you. He's calling you by name and saying, hey, hey, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Come on, get, get a good word. Come on, cheer yourself up. Come on, get a, I'm for you here. I'm not against you. And if God is for us, who can be against us? I mean, come on, let us understand his word. Let's, who are you? You're a child of God. He has done everything for you. The Bible says we're to be happy. Serve the Lord with your syndrome. Oh, come on. Serve the Lord with gladness. Don't you hate it when the greeter, can't believe you're here, but you need it. Aren't you glad? Don't you, don't you want a greeter? Good morning. Welcome to PCA Church. I'm so excited about what God's going to do today. Man, that's what we want. That's what we need. Somebody to pick us up. Enter his get presence with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. That doesn't sound like somebody with an with a unhappy, broken down, crushed spirit, does it? It sounds like somebody that before they got to church that morning, they begin to encourage themselves in the Lord and begin to remind themselves of who God is and what God has done in their life and what they were and now what they are. And all of a sudden they go, I will enter his gates. I will enter his courts. I'm going to praise him and be thankful today for all the things he's already done. I'm not going to worry about what I'm asking him to do in the future or today, but I just got enough to thank him for all the things that's in my past. I will never be able to praise him enough just for the past. Man, your, feels, your fears and failures and faults will kill you, literally kill you. It'll take away all your gladness, all your joy, all your cheerfulness. It'll take away your ability to even be happy. Yeah. Wow. Some people live in the worst places. Some people need to move. Because some people live in the place of someday. Someday. Someday it'll all be perfect. Someday it's good. If I could just do have this job if I could just make this money if I could just have this girl or have this man if I had this talent it, it, and someday tomorrow tomorrow the sun's coming out tomorrow I'm going to tell you it'll never happen if you can't be happy today you're not going to be happy tomorrow if you can't be cheer full today, full of cheer today, you're not going to be cheerful tomorrow. Well, it's just not my personality. Well, change your personality. Yeah. Jesus will change your personality. Because all those things that you were, I'm getting ahead of myself. The Bible says today is the day the Lord has made. Right? My wife's laughing at me. I just wanted us to be cheered up tonight. And if I have to be a clown to do it, I'll do it. But today is the day the Lord has made and I will what? So what does rejoice mean? It means to joy and then re. Do it again. Then joy, then do it again. Then joy, then do it again. Why? Because God is the great I am, not the great I will be, not the great I'm going to be. Not the great someday, not the great tomorrow, but the great I am right now, today. So be happy, rejoice, be glad. Today, right now, rejoice. Sometimes our problems are our fault. So I'm speaking to everybody. But if you're an alcoholic, it's probably because you drink. Come on. Nobody else is drinking and making you drunk. If you're an addict, it's probably because you take drugs. Probably because you watch pornography. Probably because you, whatever it is. It's not anybody else's fault. Well, my parents, hey listen, I understand DNA. But again, if you are a new creature in Christ, old things get passed away. Behold, all things become new. You talk different, you walk different, you live different, you breathe different. You're happy when everybody else is sad. You're cheered up. Why? Because I got a good word from the Lord. I know who I am. I know where I am. And I know where I'm going. And I know what's laying ahead. Come on, we, we, we cannot be blaming everybody else. 
It's nobody else but you. We've got to stop blaming all the people and everything. And it was my mama and my daddy and my grandpa and my grandma and had a great, 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 great aunt that did this. And it's not, come on. It's us. And we need to stop. Is that just real plain preaching? Because we spend a whole lot of time in therapy when all we need is some theology. That, I need to write that down. We spend a lot of time in therapy when we really need some good theology. I need to write that down. Well, pastor, here's what I've heard a lot. The church is not very friendly. That's why I don't go. No, you don't go. <laughs> I'm just saying, if the church ain't friendly, guess who's not friendly? You. Because if you are friendly, what I have found is people will be friendly back. Yeah. I've met some dried up, old, soured up old Christians. And guess what? When I start being nice to them, they'll start, takes a little while, be nice back. If you want to have friends, be friendly. If you want to have fun, be funny. I'm not very funny, so I'm a good friend. I'm supposed to have two or three people planted in the congregation night to laugh at most everything I say, but they are not laughing yet. Thank you. In life, it is not what is done to you, but how you react to what has been done to you. That's what it is. Because all of us have had so many bad things done to us, but it's how I react to what has been done to me. Theology must be greater than philosophy. People have philosophy about life, but they don't have theology about life. Here's what the Word of God says, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is someday. The new is tomorrow. No, the new is what? Here! Exclamation point. Boom! In other words, in the Greek, it is like loud. The new is here! Wake up and get this. Receive it. Old things, old way of thinking, reacting, talking, having fun. All those things are gone. The new life is here. You have a new father. Isn't that awesome? This father I chose. I didn't get to choose my first father, but this one I chose. You have a new family. This family, guess what? I choose you to have my brothers and sisters. I have a new DNA. I have a new life. I cancel pity parties. Shut them down. Don't go. You get an invitation to a pity party, don't RSVP. Just stay away from it. Well, pastor, my wife has all these faults. Now we're awake. My wife has all these faults. Well, good. Because if she did not have all these faults, she could have married a better husband. I got some things here for you. <laughs> Darling said the man to his new bride, now that we are married, do you think you'll be able to live on my small income? Well, of course, dearest, no trouble. But what will you live on? Eve said to Adam, you never take me anywhere different to eat. Oh, come on, help me out just a little bit. Sarah said to Abraham, maybe if you stop treating me like your sister, we could start a family. Come on. Elizabeth said to John the Baptist, I cook you a nice meal and all you want is locusts, locusts, locusts. David's mom said to his father, Jesse, do you really think it was a good idea to get David that sling? He's going to put somebody's eye out with that thing. <laughs> Wives have many faults, but husbands only have two. Everything they say and everything they do. <laughs> Husband said to his wife one day, this coffee isn't fit for a pig. His wife said, no problem, I'll get you some that is. Come on. All right. Ladies, I'm going to give you some interpretations about how men talk. You ready? So when, when your husband or your, your boyfriend or your significant other, whatever, uh, says this, it's a guy thing. It really means 
There is no rational thought pattern connected with it, and you have no chance at all of making anything logical out of it. Yeah. Whenever your, your husband says, uh, Honey, have you lost weight? It really means, I just spent our last $30 on a cordless drill. If he says uh, to you, ladies, uh, uh, it would just take too long to explain it to you. It really means, I have no idea how this works. Um, if your husband says to you, ladies, take a break, honey, you're working too hard. That really means, I can't hear the game over the vacuum cleaner. If your husband says, honey, we don't need material things to prove our love, it really means I forgot our anniversary again. If a man says to a woman, that's woman's work, it really means it's difficult, dirty, and thankless. All right? So I had all the ladies, guys. Here we go. If you treat her like a thoroughbred, she won't be a nag. Well, Move on. I better get back to my notes here. I've had people tell me, my, my kids won't mind me. Um, here's what my dad, he believed in the Bible and said this. If you stimulate their gluteus maximus, it will send a message to their cerebral cortex that will remind them that the next time to pay attention. Just a thought. Oh. Just a thought. Jesus had joy before he went to the cross. And if he can endure the joy and the cross, all, if he can endure that for you, how much can we endure for him? And endure it with joy, laughter, happiness. Yeah. The Bible says that we are to be filled with joy. To have a cheerful heart. If you have anxiety, cast it upon the Lord. If you have fears and faults and failures, give them to God. If you have worries and concerns, I always tell my wife, I don't worry. I'm just concerned. Yeah. We can spin it however we want to. Paul told the church at Philippi, I'm about to wrap it up. I got lots more, so we'll get more into this next week. So next week when you walk in, make your face happy. People are going to be checking your heart condition. Paul told the church at Philippi 17 times to rejoice. Do you know where he was when he wrote that? He was in prison in Philippi. In prison and writing people who are free to do whatever they want to every day of their lives. And he was telling them, y'all need to rejoice. Wow. I never will forget a story I read about John McCain. Remember John McCain, the great senator? He was a POW for many years. And here's what he said about life. He, I love it way he boiled it down to make it real simple. He said this, if you wake up in the morning and there's a doorknob on your side of the door, it's a good day. Yeah. So think about that when you get up in the morning. If you wake up in the morning and you got a doorknob on your side of the door, that's a good day. Stand with me tonight. Man, let your face, let somebody else know when you're living your life that you love living. Now, I know we can't walk around and be hypocrites. We don't want to be hypocrites. But if we do have those moments to where our choices have caused us to be in a situation that's a bad deal, give it to God. Quickly. Quickly. Don't be moaning and groaning and murmuring. Remember what happened to them in the Old Testament when they were murmuring and moo-mooing and complaining? God took care of the murmurers and the moo-mooers, didn't he? So don't do that. Let's learn our lessons. Bow your heads with me. Let's pray. Father, Lord, help us today to find something in this life that encourages us every day. And then, Lord, let us be an encourager to somebody else. Because somebody else may be walking around and they're having a bad moment, a bad day, a bad week, a bad year, whatever it is. But God, because we are men and women of God, we wake up in the morning and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. Will it all be good in my lady today? Probably not because I'm guaranteed to have trouble. But I'm going to be of good cheer. I'm going to take heart because if Jesus has overcome this world, so will I. 
And today I'm going to be an overcomer. I'm not going to be a victim anymore. I'm going to be a victor. I'm going to rise up above wherever I'm at because God is a God who is a great I am. He is today. He's not tomorrow. He's not someday. He's right here, right now. The old is gone. The new is here. God, help us today to be lights in the world of darkness. Help us today to be those who carry good news to this world, I pray. And everybody here tonight said, Amen. Amen. All right. Now, I'm sure they're going to stop the live stream.